Welcome to the Time Blaster Toy Cast. You can download this podcast on all major streaming platforms, including Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a review. On each episode, we will select a random review for a very special giveaway. To stay up to date with us, please make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Time Blaster Toys, also at The Retro KO. We also want to hear from you. Ask us a question on Twitter or Instagram using the hashtag AskTimeBlasterPod, and we will try our best to answer as many as we can on the show. Alrighty, folks, it is episode three of the Time Blaster Toy Cast. I'm Dave at Matthew Priest in the social medias, being joined by your favorite host with the knowledge of the toy world, uh, the Toyetic folks, is that's a word I'm going to ask about. I'm sure we'll talk about this episode here, but I've got Keith, who's at Time Blaster Toys. Keith, what do we got going on today's show? Well, thank you, Dave. We are talking Hasbro, WWF Hasbro Series 2. These figures came out in 1991. And we've got a lot of dudes to talk about, so I'm pumped. How about you, Joe? You pumped? I am pumped. I'm looking at this ring in front of me that is full of figures and Hulk Hogan on the little screen down here, and I'm ready to get started. Why wait any longer? Who cares what's going on in our personal lives? Let's just jump into Hasbro's. Let's do it, yeah. We have a lot to talk about. What personal life? (laughs) I feel like uh, the toys have taken over personal lives for a couple gentlemen here, so... Keith, you're holding a honky tonk man in your hands right now. Let's describe this figure and go through it. I am. Well, I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold off on honky. I want to talk about him last because I'm oh. gonna talk about these figures. You know, I'm gonna try to guide the conversation again, kind of in the order of how I found them. Um, so I think a good way to start is just you know where did we see this second series for the first time? Joe or Dave, do you guys remember the first time you saw them? Because I can remember the exact. Moment I saw him for the first time. I can't pinpoint exactly, but I can tell you I remember getting Piper first. Okay. And yeah, it, that tracks. It was probably at Kmart again. Okay. Yeah. See, for me, these, these guys, I feel like I remember the commercial with Piper and the Bushwhackers. Absolutely. Or just the commercial for the guys and then wanting to go to the store to see them. Okay, so you saw them. the commercial first. I believe so. <clears throat> so... I remember, so we're talking, I know this is spring 91, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm a little kid, so what, 91, I'm nine years old, sitting at home playing with my wrestling figures. I have all of Series 1, I have the ring. My grandma comes over, she says, Keithy, I saw wrestling figures at the store today, but you had them all. And I'm like, yeah, well, I have all, all of the figures, but who'd they have? She goes, oh, well, they had Dusty Rhodes and Hacksaw Jim Duggan <laughs> and Roddy Piper and I'm like, Grandma, are you serious? These figures, I didn't know these figures existed. I'm like, they had all, yeah, they had them all. She's describing, oh, Hacksaw had his two by four. I'm like, oh my God, Mom, please, please, Mom, can we get in the car and go? Needless to say, spoiled little boy, my mom gets me in the car. We go to the store. It was uh, Shopper's World. Does anyone remember this Shopper's store? Shopper's World. I do not. Shopper's World. Where was it at? It was, uh, I guess. Well, BCWA has sh- had shows there. What was the name of the oh the Tri City the Tri City Trade Center is what it became, you know, twenty years later. But in the it's a truck w- place now. Yeah, but in the late eighties, early nineties, it was like an independent uh, department store. So it was like a smaller version of Kmart, but totally like not a 
you know, like a franchise or anything, just yeah. an independent store. But they sold everything, you know, clothes, groceries, had a nice toy aisle. And in that toy aisle was WWF Hasbro's Series 2. A little honey hole for Hasbro. Oh, and, I, and, you know, needless to say, we went there. I picked up my Dusty. I picked up Hot Rod. Picked up Hacksaw. The other figure that was on the pegs at that time was the Ultimate Warrior. And we're talking Warrior 2 with the Gorilla Press Slam action. My favorite Warrior. Oh, by far the best warrior. That was the first figure I got out of this series, and the longest reigning, well, the second longest Hasbro I had for a really, really long time. I got a, a, stor- a story about that warrior figure, actually, um, but we can save that for a little bit later when we get into more of the stories of, about each individual figure. But the first guy I think I got from this uh, uh, was Piper. What about you, Joe? It was Piper. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was Kmart. My mom liked Kmart, so that's that's the place where I got most of the figures. I bet you it was the Kmart on Outer Drive at the border of Lincoln Park and Melvindale. It, it could have been. It was either I bought, that one or it was the one on Dick's. Okay, yeah, yeah. that Kmart, um, I got a lot of figures from back yeah. in the day. But Warrior was a tough sell for my mom because that was the first Hasbro that came out where there was already one. Yeah. of him you know it was a second warrior mm-hmm. he was the first one to have a duplicate and at first my mom was like you don't need him and you know so i didn't have him immediately but i'm sure like within a week of constant begging she went <laughs> back and got him for me because right. i had him pretty soon after that well it shows who the big stars were in the company at this point in time 1991 you mentioned the guys with duplicates you we have alluded to the ultimate warrior you also have a hulk hogan duplicate in this series with a mm-hmm. different action a macho man Randy savage Macho King, Macho Randy King. Savage. A little different. <laughs> we can get into <laughs> With Crown and Scepter. <laughs> as well as the Big Boss Man, and uh, we get Demolition as well, even though um, we can, again, get into the figures individually here. But those were the top stars of the company in 1991, probably 1990, transitioning to 91, more or less. So interesting that you had, oh, and Ted DiBiase as well. So you had six carryovers, essentially. Right. And then you had six new figures. Who were the six new figures? Or so in this figures? set, well, you know, you have the tag teams too. So there's the Rockers, Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels. There's the Bushwhackers, Luke and Butch. Uh, other figures that were made for the first time in this set are the Honky Tonk Man. There's Hacksaw, like we talked about. Superfly Jimmy Snooka's in this set. And then, yeah, Dusty and Roddy Piper are the new ones as well. But, yeah, Dave, you just mentioned, you're right. So these came out in 1990. But, you know, we all know how the toy process works, you know, especially back in the day. There was like a good year-long process. So all these figures that came out in 1991, they're based on looks and, uh, you know, the television product probably from late 1989 into early 1990. So you've got guys like Dusty Rhodes, uh, you know, by the when this figure came out, Dusty Rhodes wasn't even in the WWF anymore. Right. Um, because what his last match was uh, Royal Rumble that year, him and Dustin against yeah. DiBiase and Virgil, yep, and then he's yep. gone. Um, and this figure came out maybe two, three months after that. And Hacksaw Jim Duggan was a, you know, you alluded to getting the figure. He had the two by four. Who else came with accessories? Uh, so in this set, Bossman's got his nightstick, same nightstick as Series One. DiBiase's got his million dollar belt. The belt's modified. It's a little bit bigger because he's got a different action this time, so his waist is, is wider, so the belt's longer. Um, and then Honky's got the trademark guitar. And uh, Macho King with the crown and the scepter. That would be the accessories in this set. Joe, uh, what was your big takeaway with these guys, And whether it be the accessories or the actions or the figures? What do you got going on with these guys? What are you thinking? 
I was a big fan of series two. There was definitely more accessories in this series. Piper was my first one, and as happy as I was to have Piper, it would have been awesome if his kilt was soft goods and removable, or if maybe they just released him in the trunks, because that always kind of bothered me that he was stuck in the kilt. Right, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, again, it's kind of like Series 1, how we talked about... Um, it's like entrance gear. Yeah, Dave mentioned toyetic, and, you know, that's a real thing. You want this eye-catching, unique thing to spark the interest of a kid walking down the aisle. And right. if you take the shirt and the kilt off Piper, you just got a dude in blue underwear. Blue underwear, <laughs> yep. For those unsure, what does toyetic mean? I meant to ask that two episodes ago. Yeah. Uh, Joe, you want to try to describe Toyetic? How do we describe Toyetic? So, man, I mean, in the lamest terms, the cooler you look, the better you're going to translate to toy. Sure, yeah. We're talking, The more flashy, the more colorful. Yep. That's, like, your look is everything when it comes to Like, Ultimate Warrior is Toyetic. Yes, absolutely. He's got face paint. He's got tassels. Yep. He's neon. And, you know, that's why they decided to, to do the things they did with some of these figures. Like... It took years and years before a Million Dollar Man figure came out in trunks. Like, they always made him in his big suit, you know, Honky Tonk Man's in his full jumpsuit. Not necessarily what these guys wore once the bell rang, but to a kid, way more eye-catching for sure. Now, speaking of that, like, Hulk Hogan Series 1 had the shirt. Hulk Hogan Series 2 also has the shirt. Would that be why? I think so, yeah. And, you know, and to differentiate, too, because each time they released him, they could tweak the shirt to be the shirt that he was currently wearing at that time. You know, the first one is the Hulk Rule shirt. This shirt has got the image of Hulk on, yeah, flexing on the front. Yeah, to me, this was more of a posing Hulk, you know? That's a unique action with that Hulk, too. So Hogan, too, with the bear hug that, you know, no other Hasbro was ever made with that action. And, you know, you can kind of tell why. It's kind of lame. Shirt ripping action. (laughs) Kind of a lame action. It gets a good call on the shirt ripping action, yeah. and um, That's what you can do. it also it's it's like the Hogan pose at the uh, at the after winning the match. He's right. got the I don't know what pose is that. I'm not a bodybuilder, obviously. I don't know. The, the the double flex underneath. He's got the double buy up, and then he would come down, yeah. Hulk it up. Pose. Whatever that's called, right? That, whatever the that's Hulk called. Up. The Hulk up. The Hulk up. Pose. Yeah. Beautiful pose. Great pose for for Hogan. Any any. I mean, we alluded two episodes ago with Hogan series one, how it was like our least favorite. What about Hogan series two? It's still a uh, Kick down the road, Joe. Did you still have to play with your LJN with two I Hogans did. on the I shelf? Didn't get, I you didn't, still didn't get a Hogan? Bro, I didn't get a Hogan until <laughs> Series 3. Oh, my so God. So once we get to Series 3, I can finally chime in. But, yeah, I like Series 1 Hogan better than this one. This is probably my least favorite Hogan, Series 2. Yeah, the action's weird. Yeah. Um, you know, head sculpt looks great. Yeah, so I talked about the first four figures uh, with Warrior and Hot Rod and Dusty and Hacksaw. So... You know, once I had those in hand, you know, now you've got the card back. So now you flip it over and you see who else is in the set. That's your only way of knowing in 1991. You know, and on the back I see, oh, wow, there's Superfly Jimmy Snuka. Oh, man, there's a Macho King, not Macho Man. We're talking Macho King. And then then you see the tag teams on the back of the card, and you're like, oh, wow, this is about to change. And from that point on, it was just full court press looking for these figures as much as I could. And. It wasn't that long after before I started finding them in stores. I should actually say before my mom found them in stores because the next ones I got were presents for Easter, and that was the uh, the tag team sets. But yeah, I mean, we talked Hogan. Um, I, I'm thinking of, on the duplicates here, the warrior action. Uh, first warrior, we talked about the belt, the green, 
and this one's got the the white look, which is, I believe, WrestleMania six. This look, I was trying to think about it this week when I was pulling these out to bring them up here, and yeah. it's not really based on anything. Like, I don't think he ever had All that white. color scheme gear. See, I, I do remember. I don't remember the face paint with the orange, but I do remember like the white trunks, the green and or, the green for sure, the the white based. Um, but yeah, I, Joe, I know you mentioned this was your favorite warrior. This was this was my favorite warrior as well. Yep. Such an awesome toy. Um, the Hogan duplicate, the Warrior duplicate, uh, both. Well, the Warrior was a big upgrade from the Jumper Warrior, and the Hogan was a downgrade from yes. the Gorilla Press Hogan. Yeah. Uh, what about the other guys that were, were duplicates? Um, just get them out of the way before we can get into the new guys and your tag team guys. Keep. Well, I guess Boss Man is still just Boss Man, right? Like, Yeah, I, the, I the like this Boss Man more, personally. Yeah, he's skinnier. He's got the clothesline yeah. action. Yeah, he's a little skinnier. I was a big fan of the clothesline action. Like Those were yeah. some of my favorite But to dudes. me, the best duplicate... Is we finally got Ted in the green. Oh, absolutely. That's like, I mean, that that's figure, legit one of my top five favorite yeah. Hasbro's is that number two DiBiase in yeah. the green suit, which at this time, like he did not wear that green suit anymore. That's like oh. the dated like two years, two, three years old by now. At the time, he's got that new action, the stomping action. Mm -hmm. Nobody Stomp. had that before that nope. figure. You lift his arm and the leg on the same side of his body lifts up. And uh, when you drop the arm, the foot drops, so he could just stomp some noggins in the corner of the ring. Smash some skulls. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I actually like to play with Series 1 DiBiase more than Series 2 DiBiase, but Series 2 DiBiase looks so much cooler, way yeah. way uh, better aesthetic visually, or toyetic. As, toyetic. As, right. As I like to say. Boss Man, you know, we talked about the clothesline action. You could do Boss Man slams with him, too, so it was perfect. Yeah, you sure to, could. To catch him with the Boss Man slam. That was my favorite. That's the boss man I played with a lot. Um, and then we had, uh, who was the other duplicate? It's guys? Macho King. Macho, Macho King's, uh, you know, Macho One was, uh, Dave, you and I, we both voted him as our favorite of Series One. Yeah. And uh, But, dude, Macho King, I think he's better than the Series One Macho Man. I Personally, agree. he's it's... got the crown, the scepter. He's got the purple trunks, got the clothesline action. I, I loved this figure. Your uh, your Macho King butt is still intact. Yeah. No rub. It looks good. Yeah, his knee pad. Yeah, this figure's clearly pad, been played with a this lot. This clearly was your favorite. Yeah, I love that figure. And Macho... Unpainted this, wrist tape. We're just going to throw that out there. Yeah. yeah. Macho Man. I'm just, dusty, too. They just did not want to paint Macho's <laughs> wrist tape. With Macho, that Macho King figure, that was the one that I couldn't find. He was the one yes, that eluded us. Absolutely. And I remember my neighbor... We were playing with our toys outside, and he goes, "I got a new, I got a new one. You guys are gonna crap your pants when you see who it is." Okay. So we're all excited, and my neighbor kid comes out, and it was Macho King, and we were like, "Oh my god! Like wow. we'll trade you seven guys for Macho King." I'll give you my jumper warrior. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> That's funny. He wasn't giving it up, and that was the first time we got to see a live in hand macho king that's to funny play with that actually jogs a memory of a story I was gonna tell, but I'll tell it now. Same scenario, but not with Macho King. So uh, I got most of these figures, and we'll talk about them all at one point. But there were a couple at the end that I hadn't had yet. Macho King was one, Hogan was one, and the other one was Snooka. Those were the last three I needed. And I could not find them in stores, and months and months go by. And uh, I'm in school, so what, I was in second grade, and I'm sitting there with some of my buddies, and my one friend goes... I got Superfly Jimmy Snuka, and I'm like, no, you don't. No way. No way. I had never met anyone that had any of these figures before me in my life. This kid says he has Superfly. I'm like, I don't believe you. How? I've been looking everywhere for it. So 
it ends up being like his birthday party like that week or the next week. So I'm at I'm at his house for his birthday party and he's like, Hey, hey Keith, look. He pulls out Superfly Jimmy Snooka. And I was so pissed. I'm like, this kid. Uh, and I'm like, where did you find it? What st-? I'm like, what store? I'm making him tell me the exact story found this figure. Tell my mom, oh, my buddy, he has Superfly. We have to go find it. And we looked for a couple weeks and couldn't find it until ultimately Children's Palace, Children's Southgate, Palace. Michigan, Coming best through. toy store ever. Again, I got Snooka. And at that, at that same time, I got Macho King and Hogan, too. Yeah, and, and so Keith, you mentioned the tag teams uh, that we have here in this series. When you got those, who was the who were the tag team series, and uh, who were the first ones you got? Uh, yeah, so the tag teams, you got three tag teams in the set. Which there's a whole story we can talk about the unreleased fourth tag team as well. Um, but you got the Bushwhackers, you got the Rockers, and you have Demolition. And I can remember the first team I got was the Bushwhackers. I remember coming home from school one day. This had to be spring, had to be spring 91. And my mom picks me up from school and we're driving home. And she's like, she's, you know, on the left of her driver's side of the car. She like, as soon as I get in the car, she goes, I got something for you. She just pulls out from the side, hands me the bush. I was like, oh my (laughs) God, the Bushwhackers. First ever two pack of Hasbro Uh, figures, two dudes on one card. I mean, I didn't even care. I hate the Bushwhackers, but I was so happy to have them. Yeah, I remember getting the Rockers as a birthday gift from my grandmother. Oh, that's cool. So that was the only tag team set that I got from this series. Okay, yeah. yeah so I had the Bushwhackers, and um, <clears throat> it had to be like a little bit before Easter because Easter that year, 91, I got Demolition and the Rockers, you know, at the – I'm assuming my mom found them all at the exact same yeah, time, and, and she knew – give him the bushwhackers first because that's the only way he's going to appreciate luke and butch is if he's if they're the only ones he has because he ain't giving me marty and sean or demolition no. first no no that was awesome they had the tag teams in there and yeah i mean as a kid i loved the rockers um so i was excited to have them and i played with them a lot yep. uh and then the bushwhackers but demolition it's not axe and smash this series right but it's the same smash or is it a different smash no, it's the exact same smash, and uh, it's Crush, but have you guys ever seen the art, Joe? Have you ever seen the art of what these figures were originally supposed to be? No, I don't think so. So it's on the internet. You can, you know, you, obviously you can Google it or whatever, but it shows um, the Crush figure being Axe. Okay. Yeah, so it's the exact same body, but it's Axe's, but it's head. Axe's head. So it was going to be a two-pack of Axe and Smash, and Axe was going to have the clothesline action, and Smash was going to be the exact same. But, you know, along the way, Bill Eady's health takes a turn. He starts wrestling less. Here comes Crush. Mm-hmm. Easy fix for Hasbro. Just, you know, make a dude do a head swap, and you get at least you get one new figure out of the set. Were they a two-pack as yeah, well? Yep, they were a two-pack. And this time they came with their removable nice. masks, which were pretty cool to have. Did anyone come with tag team championships or those later down the line? That was never down the line. They never made never. Hasbro. Never made other than the uh, the world title that came with the ring. They never made another belt while in the million dollar. You had to title keep belt. buying rings if you wanted to. Right. Have yep. some Championship. Titles. And you had to buy two sets of demolition yeah. if you wanted three masks for your Axe Series One Axe figure right. too. Clever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Clever marketing there by the old Hasbro boys. But mom, I need another ring. <laughs> yeah. Right. She won't even give me a Hogan. Uh, you mentioned the ring, Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, we have the ring in front of us. I know we talked about that in Series 1. We didn't have that in front of us last week. Uh, what uh, Now that we have it in front of us, the American flag sticking up, um, and then what are some other like little details about the ring? 
I love the announcing table here on the side with the uh, the monitor on it with Hogan and this it's it's still my favorite ring to this date and I got it for Christmas and played with it so much it was so worn. Yeah, the ring's great, man. So the one in front of us is the round ring post before they added the yep. the posts on top, but just a timeless ring. You know, you have this thing sitting out in the toy store and Half the people that walk in are going to be like, I remember that. I had that. It's like just an iconic toy. Yeah, with the Hogan sticker on the monitor, there was the WWF logo sticker on the middle of the the ring. Were there any other stickers or just those? Yeah, there's stickers on the other table over where where you put the belt. There's a sticker on top of the little thing that holds the belt, and then a sticker next to it. Um, and then the stairs, the stairs table, and the two tables. Is there anything on that fourth side that I can another, another yeah. set of stairs? So just two yeah. stairs, two tables, and they're like built in hard plastic to the ring. Yeah, all um, part of one giant mold. Which was always cool to to slam guys into the stairs Absolutely. and onto the tables that the head ba- the head bash right off. Yeah. Um, so tag teams, we were talking demolition. We talked bushwhackers. Who I mean, of course. I liked how they did the pose with the bushwhacker so you could bushwhack or walk with them. Right. And uh, and then the rockers, who I'm sure we can all talk oh, about for a few minutes. Top guys. Yeah, I love the rockers. Um, looking at these figures right now, I'm realizing something. Uh, there's, a, there's a man in this set that he's the only Hasbro figure depicting a man who's once sat on my living room couch, <laughs> and that's Marty Jannetty. I love Marty Jannetty. Marty. Yeah, after a class show once, he came by and hung out with us and... He's cool, man. We're watching like SummerSlam. Oh man, what match were we watching? No, Royal Rumble, ninety-one. Rockers Orient Orient Express. Express. We're watching that, and Marty's on the couch watching it with. I'm like, dude, this is. What is my life? Did he do commentary? No, he didn't. He was barely paying attention. But come on, Marty. But yeah, the Marty Hasbro figure is pretty sweet because he's kind of like a jumper, but not right. His because you lift his arm and both of his legs lift up. So he's like double stomp action, but also Drop kind it, of a baby. jumper. But there's no other Hasbro that has that specific action. It's almost like two actions in one. That is cool. But yeah, I definitely, I like the Marty figure way more than the Sean, personally. Yeah, no, I agree. The Sean's just a jumper, right? Yeah, yeah. Sean's okay. But because he's got the thing on the back. We talked right. about the jumpers for a season. Yeah, Marty, he was a good drop. I thought both Marty Gennetti figures, the one coming out series later, like I mentioned, he was a big top guy for my little flip-fed promotion. But this Marty, like, I still played with him a lot. It was cool. I liked Marty more than Sean. As a kid, when Marty Gennetti and Shawn Michaels came out as a tag team, it was like, oh, my God, I can do all these cool things yeah. with both toys that these guys do in matches. Yeah, and, and double drop kicks sweet. off the top row. Flying all over yes. the ring. And, yeah, uh, so with these figures coming out in 1991, I was tr- I was thinking of like okay what when did I get them and how did I get them and we talked about the first view and we talked about <clears throat> the tag teams but there's two figures in this set uh, Boss Man two and DiBiase two where I can't really pinpoint exactly when I got them but I can remember it's like in the summer of '91. Do you guys remember during that time summer of '91 where like the WWF had just like a giant presence at Toys R Us? Do you remember this? I believe so. Yeah. It's like back in the day. Well, even up until Toys R Us's end, like the way the store was designed, like when you walked in, they like forced you to walk a certain way mm-hmm. to get into the store. Yep. And like the stuff that they were heavily promoting was always right in front. And this was the first time, Summer 91, where like they were all in on WWF Hasbro's. Like there's those videos on YouTube of like Mean Gene in front of like a wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's from that time. 
and that's when they re-released a lot of these Hasbro figures where they have the SummerSlam thing on the card yes. in the corner yeah, yeah, where yeah. you're like trying to win a uh, trip to SummerSlam 91. I do remember that. And that's when I, got, I know I got Bossman and DiBiase that way. It's just like going in the store and just wall to ceiling or floor to ceiling Hasbro's far as the eye can see. And uh, yeah, that DiBiase, that was, I think that was the first time I ever saw him. Yeah. And that green suit just popping off that wall. We mentioned Dusty Rhodes being pretty much gone from the company, but why do I think Dusty? Why do why in my head could be way off here? Do I remember Dusty Rhodes doing commercials for Hasbro's? He right. absolutely did not do commercials no. for Hasbro. Did you do no. commercials for something else then before he left the company? Maybe you're thinking of his vignettes when he debuted. Maybe the Ultimate Warrior Club. I just watched him deliver a pizza was. yesterday. It was the ultimate. He, it was just the merch. It was just merch commercial because I remember going. This is an Ultimate Warrior Thup Cup right here. Yeah. Each of us have an Ultimate Warrior Thup Cup. Yeah. No, I did a deep dive on commercials the other day because yeah. we talked about it in the first episode, and yeah, you know. Do you want to go ahead and correct your previous? Yeah, statement? I was definitely wrong saying the commercials came out a year later. I do, but the fact that Jesse the Body was the pitch man. And those first few ads, I just don't remember those at all. I don't remember the commercials at all before seeing the toys. Yeah, so Jesse did the first commercials, but once these Series 2 came out, it was all Piper. Piper was like the main guy, and you know Warrior and Jake would pop in. And then when there was tag team ad, um, the Rockers were yeah. in one, and I think the Bushwhackers too. I remember Bushwhackers. Bushwhackers. But Roddy was like the main dude doing yeah. all these ads. He was perfect for that. And then... I know at some point there was Macho Man in him as he's like the Macho King. I oh yeah, Macho King and DiBiase's in it too. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. had everybody in those ads. Yeah, it's really except, well, Warrior I think came in later, but Warrior and Hogan I don't, and Boss Man are the only guys I don't really remember slamming their hands down with their toys. And, <laughs> yeah, I definitely can remember Warrior being in the ads, yeah, but yeah. not Hogan. No, he was no. too busy filming Suburban Commando or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it would have been that. Timeline checks out. Uh, but no, the Dusty figure was cool. Big polka dots on the shirt. Unpainted and, wrist tape. And, uh, you know, I, I liked, I remember being so excited to get a Dusty figure as a kid because you didn't realize it, you know, until I got older and in, in the wrestling business and understand it. But I was always a Dusty Rhodes fan, but never knew why. Right. And then it's like once you get older, you're like, oh, because he's like the most charismatic guy to he ever step own, foot in the ring. He just owns it, owns yes. the ring, owns the screen. He got he, polka dots over. I watched him deliver pizza yesterday, and I was like, <laughs> this is the most captivating thing on this entire television show. <laughs> so, so excited to have the toy. And there's nothing about Dusty Rhodes visually that really jumps out to you which is why they put them in the polka dots and yep. look at the toy yep. if you don't have that polka dot shirt on them it's probably not going it's a to a big sell. guy in underwear just a dad bod dad and an bod. action figure for cowboy boots yeah with, at least yeah. he had that going for him right but i mean that kind of ties into the whole marketing strategy yep. behind it is you've alluded to the the look of these toys you talked a little bit about warrior looking different we talked about the rockers the neon the toyotic is as you guys like to say that's Dusty Rhodes, no kid's going to buy a Dusty Rhodes if he doesn't have that polka dot shirt on. Right, yeah. It makes him jump out. I just thought of something, uh, talking about Dusty Rhodes. I haven't thought about this in like a long time. but So when these toys came out, dude, I was I was obsessed, right? So And I wanted them as soon as I could get them. And part of my strategy, when I was nine years old, I would take the phone book. You remember the big old yellow oh, pages? Yeah. Yep. Go to the toy store. Toys R Us, right? And there'd be like 20 Toys R Uses in this phone book. And I would call every <laughs> single Toys R Us every couple days. And I would ask, like, do you guys have the new... And keep in mind, you're a woman or a man answering the phone. Right. And a nine-year-old kid is asking you, 
You know, do you have these figures in stock? So anyways, most of the time it was always, no, we don't have them. But one time I call this Toys R Us and it's, uh, it's the Toys R Us in Southfield, Michigan. So we lived in Southwest Detroit at this time. So Southfield. Is that 11 mile telegraph? Uh, it's yeah. Yep. It's not it. Obviously it's not there anymore, but so I call, I ask this lady, because uh, I'm looking for the rockers. I'm like, do you guys have the tag team figures at? I'm looking for the... She's like, hold on, I'll go look. I'm like, you know, I know where this is going. The answer is going to be no. A couple minutes later, she comes back. She's like, hello? She's like, yeah, we have them. I'm like, you do have them? She's like, yeah, we have them. I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> Tell my mom, mom, this Toys R Us in the phone book. I'm like, this one right here. She just told me they have the rockers. So it takes a little bit of convincing, but convinced my mom pack up my little sister, pack up my grandma. We all get in this car, make this like 40-minute drive to the Southfield Toys R Us. I get there, end cap, full of wrestling figures, right? Yeah. There's no rockers. No rockers. There's no tag team oh. sets. It's all the figures I already had. And I can remember there being like a lot of dusty roads at that time. And I'm like, this lady lied to me. Made my whole family get in this car. Oh. My mom never let me hear the end of that story. But That's funny. That's funny, yeah. Going through the yellow pages, that's like hard. That's hardcore. Hardcore, yeah. yeah. They're like, ah, oh, keys on the phone. Again. That's like brick seek, like thirty <laughs> yeah. years prior. That's how you did it. You got a phone yep. book out and you called the stores. What? Uh, speaking of the phone book, not only did you call the stores with it, but for me, with my older brother had the ring and was playing with it. The phone book was my ring because it was a, it was a big. Oh, the phone book was your ring. And that's a great was, idea. And it was soft enough to where it didn't make as much noise. So if my older brother was making too much noise in the ring with the guys. He'd get yelled at by my dad, like, let's knock off that racket. Here I am playing quietly on the Little phone book. Little does he know. You're right. going to town on that phone book. <laughs> wow, I never thought of that. You know that's right. <laughs> yeah, so we've uh, touched on a lot of the figures in the set. I guess one thing we haven't touched on that we probably should is um, the fourth rumored tag team and yes. everything surrounding that. Um, so along with Demolition and the Rockers and the Bushwhackers, there was going to be a fourth tag team, and that was going to be Rhythm and Blues, which is Honky Tonk Man and I did not know this and Greg yes. the Hammer Valentine. Yeah. And I remember the way I and everyone else learned about this was in a WWF magazine mm-hmm. sometime in '91, probably summer '91, because it was an ad promoting the Toys R Us stuff I was talking about. Yep. Um, you know, you open the front cover, front inside cover, boom. There's this image of the figures that you it's can buy at Toys R Us. It. It's yep. got the ring. All the tag teams are in the ring. But in the ring with the tag teams we already talked about is Honky Tonk Man and Greg the Hammer Valentine in his rhythm and blues gear. Black hair. Black Black hair. hair. (laughs) White jacket looking great. And you're like, oh, my gosh, there's rhythm and blues. And, uh, you know, from that point on, it's just looking for this figure everywhere you can go. And, you know, I guess at some point you kind of figured, like, after months of not finding it, and then you'd look at the card back, and Rhythm and Blues wouldn't be listed on it. You're like, I guess maybe they're not making Rhythm and Blues because, again, they weren't on TV anymore either. So you just kind of give up, and you're like, okay, they're just these figures aren't coming out. Right. But uh, you know, I'm by now I'm thinking probably fall '91. It's, so it's after I've got what I think are all the figures in this set. After I got Snuka, just at Kmart randomly one day. The Kmart we talked about earlier, the one on Outer Drive. Outer Drive that Kmart. was my favorite Kmart. You know, just round in a corner, looking at Hasbro figures, and on the bottom peg, laying on the just the baseboard of the store, is a honky-tonk man by himself on a card back. 
I'm like, what is yeah. this? So snapped him up real quick. But yeah, I'm assuming what happened is once that tag team set got canceled, they made Honky by himself and started throwing him in cases. Yep. But he was not you know, readily available for a long time. He was, it was only at the very, very end of the 91 run was yeah. he starting to appear in stores. I never saw Honky in the store. <laughs> we had the Honky Tonk Man. Couldn't tell you where he came from, how we got him. Yeah. Um, but there was a Greg Valentine release that was, was that Series 3, 4, somewhere down the line? Yeah, the next mm-hmm. series. Series 3 is a regular hammer in his traditional black and yellow gear with the blonde hair. He comes out. But yeah, that Rhythm and Blues hammer never, never made it on store shelves. Was it the same action? Gonna same, be the same action, clothesline action, but okay. he had like a molded jacket, kind of like Honky's jacket. It was gotcha. molded on his upper body. Yeah. It looked like waist down was probably the exact same. It had to have been. Yeah, because they're had, not going to retool it. Over yeah, and he head. had the little um, shin guard thing on yeah. his on his right leg. Did that jacket go onto another figure? That mold? No, no, no they never. It was never used again. No. Wow. Is that like a, just a? So did any get made, or they never made them? Oh, there's like a whole prototype. Yeah, they exist. There's a two up. I think Cardona owns it all. Yeah, there's a couple yeah. out there that are worth an absolute ton oh, of so money. Oh, so there's like a whole... But they've only in the last few this. years have they okay. been uncovered. It was, yeah. you know, a good 25, 30 years of people not yeah. knowing whether it was, you know, still out there. Interesting. Was, it, was that the only, like, unreleased... Was that the first yeah. prototypes yeah, first, of yeah. the whole Hasbro deal that didn't get released? Yeah, there's that Series 1 Macho, which we never touched on. You remember the images where uh, in the JCPenney catalog, there's that Series 1 Macho, but he has green trunks on instead oh, of yeah, orange? Yeah. The green trunks, yeah. That exists, which no one knew about until a few years. So that's, But that's you know the same figure, just different color yeah, gear. Not a whole different... But yeah, the hammer was like the first one because it was a, you know, it was a magazine art, art ad that everybody in the world yeah. saw and everyone wanted. So yeah, he was by far the, the first of a few. Yep. So, Honky Tonk Man also come in with a guitar. Dude, was was that with like rhythm and blues? Was he gonna come with that too? Advertiser, well, unsure. you can't make a honky tonk <laughs> figure without a guitar. Like, we, what yeah. in the hell? Well, he t- has to have the guitar. We'd mentioned no managers last week. Like Joe, I think you brought that up, yeah. or two weeks ago, I should say, with uh, no Jimmy Hart. And that to me was like, you need Jimmy Hart with the Honky Tonk Man and the megaphone. But yeah, the, the guitar. Honky was a sweet figure. Oh, with yes. the jumpsuit, and I remember playing with that honky tonk man a lot. Like, don't know where he came from. Um, the guy who I hate, I, maybe because he was a jumper or a molder, maybe because I wasn't a fan. My older brother always played with the Jimmy Snuka, but I was not a big Jimmy Snuka. I don't remember yeah, playing with him. I never, much. as a kid, I didn't really like Snooka either. I mean, I had to have him because I had to have them all, but definitely not one of my one of my favorite guys in this set. But this set has, dude. If I was forced to pick my favorite, it would take me a minute because there's like yeah. five in this set that are just like it's a stack, awesome, stack awesome set. figures in this I've, set. I've got my top three. Yeah. I've got my top three. Duggan was my favorite guy in this whole series to play with. This is just strictly playing with, not like looking at. I loved playing with this Duggan figure. You could do the clotheslines. He's got the thumbs up. The yep. thumbs up. Asiatic spike if you wanted to. Body slam. I mean, you could, you could do a lot with the Duggan figure, and he was right up there, as I alluded, in season one, Smash and Macho Man. He was the top of the program, flipping guy, and uh, he could work. The Ultimate Warrior, um, I said I'd get to a story later on. This Ultimate Warrior, when I had my first car, it was at the family hand-me-down minivan, the Aerostar, and the Ultimate Warrior. So so the Bret Hart figure that's going to come out in a couple series is, to this day, in my bedroom window, he's looked over and protected my house forever that Bret Hart has. This Ultimate Warrior was my car guy. He, was the, he protected the car. 
overlooked it. So Ultimate Warrior was always in my car. So a friend would come in the car, and he would sit. And, and how he got in the car, or how he got in the van, I should say, was I'm pretty sure we went on a family vacation. And in the back seats behind the seat, like they have that little pouch to stuff yeah. things in. I think we stuffed them in there to hide them from my little brother. Mm. I didn't want to play with them and then forgot about them. So a couple of years later, I'm like, where's my warrior? He's gone. Left him in the, in the Upper Peninsula on the family vacation place. Boom. Find warrior. But at that point, I think the bone crunching guys were out. But I was like, oh, my Dang, God. that warrior. Was, he spent this, years in purgatory. <laughs> this was my warrior, and I loved it, and I was so excited. So he lived in that car for a while. And then when I got my, my Ranger, my truck in 2001, that warrior came along with it. Eventually... He fell on a floor. Somebody, a friend got in the car, accidentally steps on him, busts him. So he's, he's two-bodied. Oh, no. So upper body warrior I glued onto yes. dashboard okay. of the truck. Um, and then eventually, I don't remember what happened, uh, but it just disappeared and was gone. I actually think I might have gave it to Jillian at some point. It's just like a memento. Like, hey, here, you can have this. And, yeah. Uh, don't know what happened to it, but that's, that's, that was my guy. That was my ri- literal ride or die with that warrior. Um, my number three figure, Rocker Marty Gennetti. Okay. Joe, what about you? Top three. Can I count the Rockers as one? Yeah, I'll allow it. Yeah, so obviously the Rockers is definitely my favorite tag team. Uh, number one is Warrior, without a doubt. Man, it's, you guys love this Warrior dude, that war, Dude, Jumper Warrior was horrible, and I was really happy to upgrade my Warrior. Oh, man. it's This is hard. It's hard because there's so many good figures. It's hard because I'm definitely always pulled towards like the first one that I get, which would be Piper. But, I mean, Honky is great. I, I think I got to go Hacksaw as well. I got to Wow, man, yeah, that's I, not how I thought this was going at all. I just love Hacksaw. My man. list is going to be totally different. Um, my number one is the DiBiase. Yeah. Just, I love that look. That green suit pops, the colors. DiBiase is one of my top, top guys. So DiBiase is number one. Um, Macho King's got to be two because I just love the look and mm-hmm. the fact that I somehow still have my original crown and scepter. Dude, I'm How? impressed. How did I not lose that scepter? I don't it's know. like other than the mounty shock stick. It's like a small of, of a, hand. Yeah, so Macho's two and then three for me. Oh, dude. Uh, we'll go Honky. Honky is just so cool. Yeah, He's got is. the guitar. His action's perfect for, you know, Swinging the guitar at yep. people's heads, concussing them with a non-gimmick guitar in the late 80s. Dude, for real. So, yeah, DiBiase, Macho, and Honky for me. Awesome. Yeah, you can't really go wrong picking any three. No, you honestly. can't. Except for Hogan. Yeah, no one's picking Hogan. He's, yeah. he's not even in the ring. Hogan's just over there chilling. Yeah. Um, no surprise there with DiBiase for you um, at all, but considering that. DiBiase looks like a uh, your wrestling buddy, your favorite wrestler, which, which yes. that could be something we talk about somewhere down the line as wrestling buddies. Yeah. Did those come out around the same time in the series too? Yeah, yeah, they did. I guess I we'd have to figure out the exact year, but honestly, that whole Toys R Us ad campaign of 91 I'm talking about, wrestling buddies are there for that. So wrestling buddies probably came out late 90 or maybe early 91. They're definitely around the first four. Wrestling buddies, Macho King, Warrior, Hogan, and DiBiase. Yeah. They're out when these are out, for sure. And that makes sense based off the look of Macho King. Yeah, because Macho King and DiBiase are exact matches of the wrestling buddies. So we can do a deep dive into those another day down the line. Wrestling buddies could probably be its own podcast, honestly. We'll we'll get to that at some point. Speaking of future podcasts, what do we have in store 
in the upcoming weeks, possibly uh, for the next week's episode, is we're going to drop a new episode every Monday here on the Time Blaster Toycast. So what do we got going next week for Time Blaster Toycast? Yeah, we're going to go for it. So we're going to do we're going to shoot for every Monday. Let's see if we can keep up the pace. I think we can. We've got plenty to talk about. So next, coming up next week, we're going to talk TMNT 1988, right Joe, and everything that Absolutely. entails. Everything. And, and there's a lot to talk about and a lot of great stuff. Such a nostalgic toy line and yeah, for sure. Yeah, Turtles don't traditionally have like series numbers, so we're going to just kind of take it year by year. 88 right. is the first year, so we're going to talk about those original 10 figures and you know, there's a lot of other turtle related merch that there you can buy so, at the toy store. Turtles were on everything. They were, and I'm excited to talk about all of it. Yes, absolutely. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1988 coming up for you next week, folks. Uh, before we close up this week's episode, any closing thoughts on Series 2 Hasbro's? Joe, what do you got? Um, series 2 was great. I love the additions of Honky, and really this line just gets better and better as it goes on. So I'm, I'm really excited for the later lines. Yeah, same. same. I mean, Series 2 is great, but Series 3 has a lot of great figures as well. You know, I got my facts straight mixed up the other day. I kind of mm-hmm. started putting Series 2 and 3 in my mind was one giant set, but yeah. Series 3 is where you're going to get Mr. Perfect and Earthquake and Typhoon yeah. and all sorts of other sweet figures. So that'll be a, you know, a couple episodes from now we'll we'll deep dive on series 3. My closing thought is is just one quick question. What's the most valuable we talked about the aside from Valentine prototype, mm-hmm. who's the most valuable figure in this set? We talking loose or carded? Both. So while you think about that, I'll I'll riff for a minute here. Oh, um, dude, no brainer. Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, I'm Dusty. like looking at Macho. I, it's Dusty Rhodes. A carded Dusty Rhodes. I don't even know anymore. It's always been the hardest to find figure. I think it's because, like we said, when these figures came out, Dusty was already gone from the company. So I think his figures were short packed, or you know, they were only available for a small window of time. So he's by far the most valuable figure carded. And honestly, loose too if he's in like excellent shape. I think a second, a second close would probably be Macho King if you can find yourself like a super clean, loose Macho King with the crown, with the scepter, with no wear on the knee pads. That gold paint almost always is gone. You know, he's he's going to be a decent amount of so money. So just too. loose in pretty decent condition. Uh, Dusty goes for about seventy dollars. Yeah. So that's loose. Wow, double that for a carded. If not oh, more, true, yeah. more than that, yeah. Okay, we're well. talking hundreds of dollars for a cart of Dusty Roads. So if someone's got a cart of Dusty Roads, where could they bring it? <laughs> bring it to me. Right Actually, bring, if you got any green card Hasbro's, bring them to me is what I want. I want to complete my set. Right. By the time we get to this final series, we're not even going to have the figures to talk about. I know, I know. I'm going to have an Adam Baum and a Ludwig Borga in the ring, and that's it. Yep. So who can, who can, how can they reach you? How can the great listeners of the Time Blaster Toycast reach you guys? Yeah, I mean, you can reach us anywhere. We're on Instagram. Uh, honestly, Instagram's probably the best. That's what I check the most yep. if you want to, or just come in person, hang out, talk to me about toys. Sell me your toys. I'll mm. buy them for a very fair price. And that's at Time Blaster that's Toys. At Time Blaster Toys. Yeah, yes. what about you? Oh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram as well, at The Retro KO. Also on YouTube, at The Retro KO. Um, all kinds of content getting dropped. I just dropped a new video on Friday. Um, opening up four Mattel Elites. So that was a lot of fun. Oh, dang. Yeah. I got to go watch that. Absolutely. I'll yeah. check I opened it. up Earthquake, Boss Man. Ooh, Earthquake. Um, We're talking else? sitting on yeah. Damien area with Earthquake. Opened up Jake the Snake, the new Legends that just came out, and the Yokozuna that just came out. Nice. 
Well, I'll have to check that out myself. All of you should check that out as well. It's at, at RetroKO. Uh, follow us on the social medias, as those guys mentioned, at Time Blast Choice, at RetroKO. I'm at Matthew1T underscore Priest. And look forward to hearing your beautiful feedback uh, on this episode of Time Blaster Toycast. Leave your reviews, rate, subscribe, all that jazz wherever you listen. And uh, just keep an open line of communication with us. We're easy to get a hold of, and we look forward to talking to you. And next week, again, we'll be back with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 1988. Talking turtles, baby. Cowabunga. Turtles in a half shell. Turtle Turtle power. power.